broadcasting from the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey. It's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts, Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at QuizzoPodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. Love it. Always have a soft spot for Warren. 15th anniversary of Warren Zevon's death, Nick. Wow, 15 years already. 15 years. I had a great, uh, you know. One of the interesting things about him was, didn't he put an album out after he got... Very sick. Yeah. And it was like his last... uh, Yeah, his last album is sort of an album made while he knew he was dying. Yeah, it's a very very interesting... uh, Guy in a lot of different ways, but uh, Miss Warren Zevon and I had I wanted to start you off with some Warren Zevon trivia. Okay. He, in addition to obviously his most famous songs, which we know both Werewolves of London and Lawyers, Guns, and Money, his two most top played at least. Um, he's got one more in that. I would say he's got a top three. What's the What's the third that you have? Excitable boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. That's, that's gotta that's, be in there. Right? That's definitely there. I didn't uh, I didn't reference it, but. I, this isn't ironic, but he performed on two of the biggest hits uh, of their day with two incredibly different musicians. Okay. Um, and one was all the way back in the 60s, and one was in the 80s. So, hmm. Jeez. I don't know. I, I, I asked this question like this, and the answer is Warren Zevon, but the question, um, I don't even know how to phrase it to you as a question, but what singer-songwriter known for Werewolves of London also performed... The hits "Knocking on Heaven's Door" and "Raspberry Beret." So he pref- he's part of the recordings of both of those classic songs. He's on both of those tracks. Is it the Eric Clapton version? No, Bob Dylan. Really? Yeah. So he he was on "Knocking on Heaven's wow. Door" with Bob Dylan and "Raspberry Beret" with Prince. So people are like, "Yeah, when I- was Bob Dylan's "Knocking on Heaven's Door" even released?" I mean. It's got to be right? The, right. The whole point. Oh, yeah, you that, did say the sixties. The whole man, point that, that like, I had is the spread be... of that guy's uh, influence, influence. And, and people who were uh, yeah interested in him. Yeah, right. So I felt like that was a good way to uh, encapsulate his his career. A guy that was asked to record with Bob Dylan and, and then Prince. Then Prince. Yeah. So miss you, Warren. And uh, I'm glad kind of funny that... that Bob Dylan could like put out an album this year and Prince is dead. <laughs> it's it, you know so I mean? true. Bob Dylan looked like he was dead when I first heard of him. <laughs> I, like, I saw like Bob Dylan corpse. in the nineties. He was dead. <laughs> right. he, did, he didn't even sing anymore. He mumbled. He's, oh yeah. Oh, he's terrible live. And oh, I love Bob Dylan. He's, he's one of my favorites. But man, just, live, he, he, he don't is, even know. He doesn't even try. No, I did dig that song though. He won the Emmy for, uh, or the uh, not the Emmy, the Oscar for. He did best original song, and it wasn't that long ago. Uh, maybe ten, fifteen years ago. Uh, for a movie, I can't remember what it was, but yeah, it was kind yeah. of like a, right. I mean, kind it's of a definitely cool... ringing a bell. I know he won the Pulitzer Prize. Is that what he won recently? Not the Pulitzer Prize, the um, uh, the Nobel Prize for literature. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I, we had a whole conversation. Yeah, and then about he didn't that. show up for it, or he wasn't going to show up. For Things it. have changed from the movie Wonder Boys. Okay, never saw it. Nah, me neither. But uh, I I liked the song. It was like kind of a kind of a different take on uh, anything you've ever heard out of Dylan. It wasn't very folky. It was almost... Uh, well, he manages to sing when he's recording 
the the album. It's when he's live that he just yeah, care. yeah he just doesn't <laughs> give any effort to try to make it yeah, sound. It's, that it's almost like the Counting Crows. I don't know if you've ever seen the Counting Crows live, but half the time Adam Durst, I've seen him a couple times. He wails, and then half the time he just talks. He doesn't. Yeah, he, he doesn't even, barely even. Yeah, he just make doesn't out what even he's sing. Saying. He's just you know blabbering. So. All right, well, there's my, my little Warren Zevon tribute to get us started in episode 74 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Nick and Drew back with you. The start of the football season yesterday, Nick. Love that. Dude, I can't believe we haven't – it's been a week since we've been – I feel like it's been two months have gone by <laughs> since the last time we've podcasted with, between Labor Day weekend, the draft. It's just a the, long weekend. It, it is. Uh, so it you want to you want to start me off in the general knowledge realm with something? Uh, since I didn't really have a question for you uh, with Warren Zevon, I just want to get my – Well, I got plenty. Oh, so do I. I'm loaded this week. Starts to true or false. Sarah Palin was in attendance at Senator McCain's funeral. Is that true or false? Sarah Palin was in attendance at Senator McCain's funeral. I mean, she should have been. Uh, so I'm going to say false. False. She was not invited. Wow. I mean, is that brutal? You lost I mean, I get... the presidency. Well, for, okay, first of all, nobody was winning that presidency from the Republican side. No. If you remember yes. what W's approval rating me? was People at the end of that eight years. People could not wait to run him out of town. I don't care who. The Mashiach could have been running, the could could have been been running. with McCain. And, and nobody was going to. He was not going to win that election. No. And you guys picked him. I mean, picked her. It's not like. You know what I mean? It's not like she picked you guys. It's your no. fault. Yeah. You should have vetted her. <laughs> right. You should have been like, hey, let's do this interview that you're about to do three days from now and see how you do and then correct your mistakes. What do you – this is what they're – how do you not know what people are going to start throwing at you when you're going to become the second most powerful person in the free world? I mean, I already thought it looked kind of petty, him saying he didn't want Trump there and having Obama, the guy he ran against from a different party, uh, give I mean, the big speech. It's not petty. But, I'm sorry. Okay. The, Trump, oh. Trump said something that should have disqualified him from ever being taken seriously ever by anybody with even the slightest amount of common okay, sense. So the go, single go, most offensive okay. thing he's ever said. Okay, so I can agree with that. All right. I'll agree with <laughs> right. that, and, and that's, and that's I fine. I prefer heroes that don't get but, caught is the single most, especially from a doff. But a Sarah Palin never did anything to him. Come on. No. Sarah that's, Palin was just, like, happy to be invited to this show. Ooh, look. <laughs> you know? I mean, come on. You can see Russia from us. Right, the funny thing is I attribute everything Sarah Palin ever said to, to really what Tina, Tina Fey said. said. I, don't I don't even, even know, know what she actually said. I do know somebody we were involved with who wrote trivia for us once thought that Tina Fey was running for vice president, so. Oof. Remember? Remember? No, no I don't remember oh, yeah. that. But that was one of my all-time favorite corrections. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Somebody wrote a question that said, what's yeah. Saturday Night Live? Former Saturday Night Live cast member Tina Fey is running for what political office? That was the verbatim question that I had to wow. strike down and say, you understand she's parodying the person running for office it's not actually her right? that is that boy that is that, that goes in the all-timers and we've had, we've had some all, not related we've had some all-timers that, uh, was, that was in my list of all-timers but uh, yeah that is thundering eddie thundering is my, eddie that is my yes, yes that's a good one thundering eddie still going. had had it already he, by the summer of 75. he really has man <laughs> thundering eddie's days have come to an end i always said if i end up owning a From horse highs in the thundering I eddie i have its name you know what I would do? I would have a picture of uh, Randy Quaid, too. You know, that's my thundering Eddie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just yeah. like that, you know. I don't know why they call it Hamburger Helper. Clark does just fine by itself. Um, yeah, so, all right, Sarah Palin. Uh, sorry you didn't get the invites, but uh, I hope the Alaskan summers are enjoyable. Um, 
All right. I, I give a clue in this next question that gives the question away. I'm not going to give you the clue. So I'm just going to see if you can get this based on what's going on in the world. Quote, I should have known better. You don't marry an actress. That was a really dumb move on my part. Who said that famous quote? Give me one more time. I should have known better that you don't marry an actress. That was a really dumb move on my part. Boy, it, that could be attributed to so many people. I, Is it somebody who's recently in the news? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm going to go with Burt Reynolds. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The question reads when they get That's it That's how you do it, people. You got it. When it's something so general and broad like that, try to narrow it down well, to somebody the who's I in the news. What's Smokey and the Bandit star once said? Oh, okay. So yeah. then it leaves no doubt. It's, you know, the clue given. But, I, you know, obviously Burt Reynolds passed away yesterday and he's one of my favorite actors ever growing up. Not only did I love him, but um, I was blessed enough to meet him once. I got Well, my, right back at you for some trivia. Okay. Who was he referring to? Lonnie Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. there you go. No, there's no question I know he was referring to. I'm going to blow you away with one. I'm going to absolutely blow you away with one. What period was longer? Lonnie Anderson and Burt Reynolds' marriage or the time it took for them to get divorced? It, it's funny you, you brought this up. So just listening to somebody talking about Ben Affleck is not divorced yet from Jennifer Gardner. Right, because they've there's, been split so up many, for there's so many assets. Seven years or something. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, it, they were married for... Last time. All right. So let me let me figure this out because I do know that Lonnie Anderson was married to Burt Reynolds for five years. Yes, five years. I'm thinking seven year divorce. I'll I'll go over twenty two <laughs> years. years. To get he cut the last check to her in 2014 so, for 151 thousand dollars to finalize their divorce. It took them 22 well, years to settle their issues. When did he make that quote about marrying? A long time ago. Did you ever hear the quote of him talking about Sally Field? Yeah. That is... That's something. Yeah, apparently he pined away for her for... A long time. 40 years and was still in love with her up until, like, last year. I, I don't right. know when that quote was, but I probably heard it within the last couple of years. So Bert used to own a restaurant with a restaurateur named Jack uh, Johnson or Jack Jackson. I can't remember which one it was, but uh, it was called Joe Bert... Jackson, Jack Johnson. How are you supposed right, to whatever. tell it all? But it was called Bert and Jack's, and it was in Fort Lauderdale right on the waterfront. And my dad took me there one time for dinner when we used to go visit my you know cousins ever, as a kid. And where was this at? It's in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Okay. It doesn't exist anymore. But right. it was in the it was this beautiful restaurant right on the uh, right in the entrance way to the port of Fort Lauderdale where you would go take cruises and whatever else. Okay. So we're having dinner one time and um, it, this was like the third time I was there. I loved it. I was so fascinated by this place and it was like really upscale. And yet my dad made me wear a, you know, a jacket and a tie to go. Oh, to and all this stuff. Right. So uh, I'm, I'm eating dinner. All of a sudden. um my dad I don't says, wear a jacket and tie to a place with the name Jack in the name in the name my of the restaurant. Goes, Look at the bar. Look at the bar. Lonnie Anderson. Burt Reynolds. All right. Not Lonnie Anderson. Run, runner up. No, yeah. <laughs> but it was it was Burt Reynolds having a drink at his own bar, Burt and Jack's. And my dad brought me over and said, Mr. Reynolds, I'm really sorry to bother you, but my son is a huge fan. He didn't say I'm a huge fan. He said, My son is a huge fan, so I'm gonna use you as a pawn. And he asked me to meet you. The dude was so nice to me oh yeah so nice to me signed a picture was like talked to me for a good 10 15 minutes was like the night i was like Ugh. oh that's good to know because you know not knowing him or anything about him i, I would have thought the opposite no. he Dave seems winfield, like somebody that would be Dave so winfield, as a nine-year-old kid famous for told so me long. to go fuck off <laughs> <laughs> okay so if you want the contrast between celebrities that i've met in time 
you know, this guy was super nice, and some people are not. It's not like everybody's nice to every kid they meet, but Burt Reynolds, I had a personal experience with. I went back there probably five more times, and every single time I was just like, am I going to meet Burt Reynolds again? Am I going to meet? I did meet Jack once, and that was a huge disappointment. All right, so I got a couple Burt Reynolds things for you then. All right. If you're such a fan. I am. What college did Burt Reynolds play halfback? Florida State University. He was a seminal and a hell of a seminal. Yeah, he he was going to be a professional uh, football. He was Mm -hmm. preparing to be an All-American, and he blew out his knees uh, sophomore year. It's crazy because that Lonnie Anderson mistake really cost him. (laughs) I'm telling you, listen to that clip about him talking about Sally Field. Supposedly they didn't have sex for the last three years of their marriage, and then he filed divorce. He's like, she should have known it was coming. We haven't had relations in a biblical sense in over three years. That's what he said. I like that. That's my favorite quote ever. Relations in the biblical sense. That's up there with who wants to sex up Matumbo. Yeah, really That's a good one. I did not have relations Relations in in a a biblical biblical sense sense with that woman. All right, last one. All right. I'm going to try, I, I gotta try to get you. I, I mean, I even have one that I would absolutely crush you on in case you could go even with this one. So I'm okay. going to get you on one Burt Reynolds question before we leave. I'm not an expert. Who was his roommate like at Florida State? Who was his roommate at Florida State? Well, it wasn't Tommy Lee Jones or Al Gore because they, <laughs> no, they were roommates with each other. at Harvard. Um, I think I got him, folks. So who's old enough to be – was it a politician? No. Okay, so you want a clue? It's got to be another famous Florida State alum. There's not that many of them, and uh, there was a guy that I remember that went to Florida State too, who was famous. I'm just trying to think of who it is. Um, was he also an actor? No, we, we already said. Do uh, you want a clue? Sure, I'll take a clue. All right, it's football related. Yeah, they, they were teammates. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nah, uh, for some reason, Fred Dreyer comes to mind because <laughs> a hunter, but it's totally not him, and it was just like a, a side story. Fred that... Dreyer's probably 20 years younger. Yeah, than there's, no qu- there's no question. But, uh, check that out, but maybe he's not 20 years younger. But it can't he's be he's considerably younger, but he was another guy who was an actor that played college football, so that's where I went with Fred Dreyer. Um, it was supposed to be Sam Malone. You know, yeah, this they created is... Hunter for him because he didn't get the part on Cheers, and they really loved him. Oh, okay. I, he didn't turn down the part on Cheers for no, Hunter. No, they they took Ted Danson, and then uh, they didn't want it. The studio didn't want to lose uh, Fred Dreyer as an actor. They thought he was going to be perfect in something, so they found a little bit more serious role for him in the TV show. Hunter. All right, ten years younger than okay, right, so well, not, not not terrible. Yeah, I mean, once you're same that, decade. Yeah, yeah once that you're point. that old, you know, you know who knows. I didn't realize Fred Dreyer was at the Brandon Whedon was in college when he was twenty eight. That's playing true. quarterbacks, you That's never, true. Know. You never uh, know. I guess Ted Dance is probably seventy-two now. I mean, Rush, yeah. looks great though. Uh, I don't know. Lee Corso. In, a, in, in two million years, I would have never gotten that. That's answer. how deep I have to go yeah, to get I, you on no. Burt Reynolds. No, uh, Lonnie it's Anderson. That, that's not that deep. Lonnie Florida Anderson, State. Florida State. I knew Lee those, are the, those are the basics in reviewing the man's life. Lee Corso. I mean, Lee Corso is a famous person, though. He's only famous if you're like an insane fan of college football. Like, if you ask the average person who Lee Corso is, they have no idea. If you ask the average college football fan who Lee Corso they is, they know who know. he is. Yes, and, I said. I anybody who's an average college football fan will know him. If I ask somebody who does not watch a lot of college football, it's not a name. Over under 20% of the people in the U.S. know who Lee Corso is. Over. Okay. You know, over under 50, under. So under 50, yeah. yeah. So somewhere between 20 and... Yeah. Uh, uh, 22 and a half, we'll put it at. Yeah, there you go. 
Ted Danson, 70 years old. Happy 70th. Still married to Mary Steen Virgin, who likes guys that look like Larry David that just aren't Larry David. Is it bad luck to get divorced in a show when you're playing yourselves and you're married? Not when you've been that married that long. I think it's probably a little thrilling that both of them get to fake <laughs> other relationships yeah, he gets at this date, point. Uh, Larry's. Yeah, I think he's psyched about it. I think they're both psyched about it. Um, all right, this is a this is a good one. Um, it took what company five years to sell its first million cars, but only six months to sell its next million cars? And one more time. It took what company five years to sell its first million cars, but only six months to sell its next million cars? Tesla. You got it. All right. So how about that stat? That just can't, like they just hit that uh, million mark in the last six months. And then they hit two million. Yeah. Were they not delivering? I, I heard they were like unable to deliver some of these well, cars. Well, it's just that they've were... built all these factories and their economies of scale have been working out. The orders were so much larger than the. Uh, ability to produce so you had you know there's just a huge backlog but now i think they're delivering something like three thousand of them a day or it's it's something pretty pretty high oh man i got a great one for you okay i'm happy you asked me that because <clears throat> this is i we, we know elon musk is, is, is your guy what Just movie inspired elon musk to sell twenty thousand flamethrowers what movie inspired elon musk oh which i still haven't gotten I ordered one. I still haven't gotten. There's like a pickup. There was like a pickup party in Washington D.C. I got uh, invited to pick to. one up. Yeah, I'm like, I have to drive to Washington D.C. on a random day to go get my thing. You could have sent your mom over there. No, because you have to be there, which uh... actually means you have to be there. Because I think we did it on PayPal. <laughs> used my first, name. It wasn't your name. It just it's, that's my what came on up. The account, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so now I'm on a government watch list because I ordered a. A flamethrower? Flame Who doesn't want a flamethrower? It's actually, you know what it is? They sold out an hour. It's a roofing uh, torch with a uh, the, with the case of uh, air rifle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's all it is. Yeah, no. It's, well, whatever. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I just think... But where did he get the idea to do it? So I, I don't know if you want a little like, bit of is help. It like Zombieland or like some sort of like apocalypse uh, killing zombies No, movie? it's a movie from our childhood okay. that we loved. Ghostbusters? No, great guess. Uh, I'm going to give you a little clue here. Okay. So in order to raise money for the boring company, Mm -hmm. that's why he made these flamethrowers. Sure. So what he was trying to do, what his idea was, was for merchandising. Right. So the first thing he did, which you own, Mm -hmm. I actually saw somebody on the beach with this the other day too, is the hat. The boring company hat. The boring company hat. I've got one. So that was the first thing that he released, and he sold a ton of those hats. A ton of the hats, yep. So he got this idea for merchandising from a movie. And I don't know if you remember the, uh, I don't know if it's ringing a bell, but what movie, at some point in the middle of the film, does one of the characters start talking about merchandising and then rips out a flamethrower? And that's what gave him the idea. Austin Powers? No. Because he does that in Austin Powers. Like he turns to the camera with like a Coke in his hand or something. And uh, right, does some does some product yeah, placement like, stuff. <sighs> this isn't for real product. This was a this was These like a fake product. Yes, it's like a, it was like a joke. An eighties movie. It's got to be an eighties yes. movie. Um, give me an actor that's in it. it doesn't have to be the star. <sighs> I want to give you the I want to give you the guy that's doing it. But um, uh, let's see. I'm gonna go. I'll go deep with one of the non main characters. But uh, John Candy's in the film. Okay. That's great. Uh, that's exactly – that's all I need. Um, 
So a John Candy film. It's I... not a John Candy film. He just happens to appear in it. Right. Like We already talked, I think, recently about some of the best bit parts he's had, like Home Alone, where he plays the uh, polka guy. Well, what's funny is I didn't even th- this is how he's this is how little like not that he's not in it at all. But when we were talking about that, I didn't even think of this film. Oh, so it's not. So he's really. just Yeah. Like, Let me see if I can give you a better. The, the best I could think of is uh, uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah, this is tough because this film, I don't remember that this film itself is a parody. Oh. Naked Gun? I'm going to give you a name. I'll give you one more clue. Hot Shots? I don't know if this is going to give it away or not, but Mel Brooks. Oh, interesting. Um, Blazing Saddles? As the character Yogurt. Ah, oh, Spaceballs. Remember, remember when Yogurt that. starts saying I the merchandising from Spaceballs? I remember that, And yes. then he brings out the flamethrower? Yes, yeah, okay, there you go. That's where Elon Musk got the idea. One, two, three, four. <laughs> that's incredible. That's the same code as my luggage. <laughs> that's, that's such a great movie. She's such a, a great Jewish movie. princess. She's gone from suck to blow. There's so many different... <laughs> You know what's funny about that is, um, so it is a parody movie, but the merchandising, Spaceballs merchandising, Yeah. the the reason they got permission to make Spaceballs is they made a deal with George Lucas that they would not do merchandising. Any merchandising. There was no merchandising allowed for Spaceballs. So they couldn't do t-shirts, they couldn't do anything of the sort because George Lucas didn't want it. You know, basically. I guess I could have given you Rick Moranis too. Yeah, that would have been a bigger help because. But John Candy had a great role in that. I mean, he's Barf. Barf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that movie just came out at the exact time friend. where I was the age for that movie. Uh, so it was just the best. Yeah. Spaceballs, the movie. It was just probably the best parody movie up until yeah, that point I, in time I ever. Loved it as a kid. All right, so Elon Musk liked Spaceballs. Did you see he was uh, getting stoned with Joe Rogan on his podcast yesterday? <laughs> it's the podcast I've been waiting for forever. Yeah. I, I've listened to about an hour. That's where I, I got I that question. Yet, but I'm That's gonna, where I got that question. Oh, from. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to it later, but I didn't get to it yet. Yeah, it's um, two hours and forty five minutes, so block off a little time. But he, uh, I, I will say, he doesn't speak easily, Elon. No, you ask him a question, and it takes especially good, if he's stoned. Apparently, it takes a good five seconds from the start. All right, so talking. I know you want to get into this conversation with sports. So to me, this is the perfect transition question to get into it. In a new report, it was alleged President Trump wouldn't enter the Oval Office alone for fear of what? So you saw this new book that came out that uh, the golf book that Rick Riley did. Is no, this no, a no, sports no. question or is this? No, a... this is a transition into sports question because the Trump controversy with Kaepernick and whatever. I figured we could get to that, but this is a different, a standalone general knowledge question. And you, but I'm saying you saw that a new book was released that has all these like crazy things. I think it was Bernstein who put it out or, or it wasn't Woolworth, it was Bernstein. Right? Okay. So he wrote a book about Trump and there was all these different, very interesting things about him, but also a lot of very disparaging stuff. This one, so he would not – he gets up at 4 o'clock in the morning to start work, right? That's his u- normal routine. All right. And he would go and sit outside the front desk of the Oval Office and not go in the Oval Office alone until the first staffer showed up in the morning. He was scared of what? Lincoln's ghost. I have no idea. Ghosts. A ghost, okay. He claims – somebody claims that he's constantly haunted by ghosts there. And that, in particular, Lyndon Baines Johnson ghosts flicks the president's ears when he's trying to concentrate sitting at the Oval Office desks. Desk. Yeah, all right. That was that is that is in a publication. That's I do out think there. that LBJ's 
responsible for the Kennedy assassination. So, I, you know, does he have a ghost out there? That's Probably. But I'm just saying, if Elon Musk is right and we're in a simulation, then ghosts are pretty funny, right? Because, you know, <laughs> like, you're not really... That's that's hilarious that you could use that to haunt people. But can you imagine if that's true that he is scared of ghosts in the Oval Office and that and that Lind- specifically that LBJ yeah. was flicking ah, his ear? That's the ear. guy I would think. Really, can you imagine I, LBJ's ghost just flicking the LBJ's president's ghost. ear? Hey, hey, you, hey, you. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard those tapes of him? Oh yeah, the greatest uh, guys. Was... How about that? He liked to, uh, you know, go to the bathroom in front of people. That's hilarious to me. He's <laughs> like hobby. literally the most inappropriate guy <laughs> yeah, yeah. ever. Like, I wonder if we could get that bunghole clue. <laughs> it's got to be somewhere. <laughs> See, I like when you leave a little. The, I, like, <laughs> I like the power of Google just saying, if you type in LBJ. Oh, yeah. It just, it takes absolutely no time. Literally the keywords LBJ bunghole. I don't get it either. Nice. Uh, you did it to me, Google. Why do you do that to me? Is there a way to get it so they don't do ads? No. There's no price you can pay? I'm sure there is. Your father the one that makes clothes? Yes, sir. We're all together. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You all made me some real lightweight slacks. Uh, uh, he just made up on his own, sent to me three or four months ago. It's a kind of a light brown and a light green, rather soft green and soft brown. Yes, sir. And they're real lightweight. Now, I need about six pairs for summer wear. Yes, sir. I want a couple, maybe three of the light brown, uh, kind of a almost powder color, like powder on a lady's face. Like the powder. And there were some green, <laughs> and then maybe some other light pair if you had a blue in that or, or black. Uh, we elected this guy president, folks. About six pairs. Oh, we didn't? Oh, well, yeah, the we did. The second time. I come in from work. And... I need uh, they're about a half an inch too tight in the waist. <laughs> too tight in the waist. No, I don't know. You, you all just guessed out of my thing, son, but wouldn't you have the measurements there? I can send you a pair. I want them a half an inch larger in the waist than they were before, except I want two or three inches of stuff left back in there so I can take them up. I vary 10 to 15 pounds a month. I vary 10 so, to 15 pounds a month. At least two and a half, three inches in the back where I can let them out or take them up. And put, make these a half inch bigger in the waist. Here's my line. Make the pockets at least an inch longer. Money, my money and my knife and everything fall out. Wait just a minute. Carrying a knife. I love how he's given these specific instructions. Hello. Hello. Now, the pockets, when you sit down in a chair... The knife and your money comes out, so I need it. He carried a knife. Another inch in the pockets. <laughs> yes, yeah. sir. Now another thing: the crotch down where your nuts hang. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's always a little too tight. The crotch down, down where your nuts uh, hang. Give me an inch that I can let out there. I can let out. Uh, because they cut me. It's just like riding a, a wire fence. These are almost these are the best that I've had anywhere in the United States. But uh, uh, when I gain a little weight, they cut me under there. So. Believe me, uh, you never do have wait much for margin there. Let's wait for it. Leave me about an inch from the, where the zipper ends, uh, <laughs> round uh, under my back of my bunghole. <laughs> so, so, so the final line is, he burps in the phone and then ends with bunghole. Yeah, so, so let's see. 
these pants is his wallet's falling out, his knife's falling out. They're cutting him in his nuts, and he's going back for more of these pants. He's I just mean, like, I just need a few simple adjustments. What is the problem with this guy's pants? Oh, it's just absolutely what is going amazing. on in this guy's crotch? Well, that's why he's that he flicking. All that's that. why he's flicking Donald Trump's ear. He's pissed off, man. Bungle. I have never had a pair of pants that had that much, that much wrong with them. I, I don't even know what to say. It's just the greatest. I'm so glad I played that. I finally made it here. My, my, my bunghole. Where your nuts hang? Where your nuts I think he knows. It's a pair of pants. There's okay. only uh, what, two legs and Could where not. your nuts hang. Uh, yep. Yeah, I'm aware, Mr. President. You got it. Um, all right. I am loaded in sports, so I will let you fire away with the first question. And uh, I know you wanted to get into the heated debate over Nike and their. Oh, I, I didn't know I was going to get into a heated de- debate, know. but I was just going to say, you know, I was just going to ask you who the new face of their Just Do It campaign is. Sure, Colin Kaepernick, who's been signed since 2011 with them. Now, so now I, this is what I thought was funny, right? The the line on the ad is believe in something, even if it means sacrificing, sacrificing everything. everything. Right? What exactly has he sacrificed? Because he's still a multimillionaire. A, a, and Just it, so you could, what, have a lawsuit, though? But he's, <laughs> you sacrifice but he's, sacrifice, everything he's sacrificing everything in the way of being a backup NFL quarterback. That's what he is sacrificing. So the, the ability to get his brain bashed in. Is he really sacrificing? Do we know that anybody still wanted him? Did he have any value? In any? From a from a strictly football standpoint, yes. There's no there, – it's, indefut- it's indisputable, in my opinion, that and he, he was is better than a, Brett Hundley? Yeah, he's better than half the leagues. But here's but is here's, the distraction of him in the locker room worth the level of play well, better than say an RG? It's not the Robert dist- Griffin the third is the third stringer. Yes, third stringer yes. on the Baltimore Ravens. Correct. I'm not. I'm not convinced that Kaepernick is that much better than RG three, and I am convinced that RG three is way more focused on football than Colin Kaepernick is with his well, okay. sneakers. So, and so his... here, here's the thing: in the locker room itself, he's not a distraction. Where he becomes a distraction is the media's constant questioning about him to the team and to every. You think every... Bill Belichick wants to answer questions about his backup Listen, quarterback? This is my opinion on it. It's a diff- There's two separate issues at stake. What he's standing up for and what he's talking about is an incredibly valid issue that needs to be addressed, that athletes have every right to address, that have every right to protest. There is, there's, However, no, no, there's no argument to that at there all. There should be it, no it, argument to it. I think people still make the argument to it. Now, look, being a cop is a very, very hard job. If you don't understand that, then you're fooling yourself. It is a very, very hard job. It does not excuse the behavior of people who do not do the job properly. It doesn't excuse the behavior of people who are uh, racially motivated in their uh, job-making decisions and what they do. But it is indisputable that it is an incredibly difficult job where you put your life on the line. And over the course of every single day, of every single week, of every single year in this country, the vast majority of those police officers are serving dutifully and doing All right, let me ask you this work. question then. Let me ask you this question then. When you have previously to this entire thing, whatever you want to call it, when you were saying the national anthem or the national anthem was taking part before a game, were you thinking of the police department? Never. Me either. Never. No. Never. I was thinking about the if country. Anything it's what it possible took for the our, armed services. Fr- yes, absolutely. Yeah, I literally I, I, I think I look of it more as an armed service. I look at thing. that as literally like a let's never forget what we did in World War Two by sending millions of people over to go destroy the Nazis and keep freedom from 
being fascist. for this world and right. for this country. Right. right. So that's that's what I think of. Yes. Now, granted, we have an insane number of inequalities in this country. There have been, uh, you know, issues and corrupt uh, practices. But if you were a member forever. of the armed services, However, but but let me finish this. Uh, Churchill had a great quote once, which said, "Democracy is the worst form of government ever created, except all the others." Uh, okay. Right. So uh, the, the idea is that yes, we're flawed. Yes, we have problems, but we still should be celebrating what we do have, even if it's not perfect. And that's what you're doing when you respect the flag and you stand for the flag and stand for the national anthem. You're not saying everything has to be perfect, otherwise I won't stand and respect it, because you got to recognize what is right and the amount of freedoms that we do have compared to the rest of humanity. Right, so if you were in, in the armed service or you had a child or a father or right. somebody who had died you know, defending this country, fighting for this country, whatever, you know— would you not be disrespected by people not no, respecting the national No, anthem? because at the same time, I also think that it's – and I've spoken to somebody who works for us, who hosts shows for us, who was in the armed services, whose opinion is that freedom of speech is paramount to anything. So somebody's right to be a jerk or to disrespect anything is what we're fighting for. And the minute you say to them, you must respect this – you're basically being the same fascist that we were fighting against. You don't have to respect anything. You can feel that that's not appropriate, and you can feel that that's, uh, you know, whatever it is. But that's okay, a person's maybe right as to be an that individual. Way. But like, look, look what's happened to Alex Jones. He's got free speech, and it's barring him from every corporation. No, that it has isn't. A... He still has a website, and he could still get his ridiculous message out there. He's just not going to be able to participate that in privately owned social media platforms. Yeah, They're but I mean, privately I think the owned. NFL is a privately owned. Well, here's my point. Now, this is where it brings me back to the point. So, the issue of social justice. Let's put that aside. That needs to be addressed. And that is a very valid issue that everybody should be concerned about, okay? However, as somebody who once got fired from Rockstar Video Games because I asked the boss to go to lunch, okay, you have to understand that you are an at-will employee in the United States of America in almost every single circumstance. And being an at-will employee means they can fire you because they don't like the way your eyebrows look, okay? It doesn't mean you have the right to a job in perpetuity uh, for whatever actions you want to give. Now, there's a union and there's a process and all that different stuff, so that may play into it, and that's why there is a lawsuit, a valid lawsuit that's going forward, and collusion is illegal. Those are elements. However, your point about distractions is very simple. NFL players are not paid to make social uh, stands. They're not paid to give their opinion on the politics of the day. They're paid to make plays on a football field. And anything that takes away attention from that focus needs to be addressed by the team and gotten rid of. Whether that's a guy that is like Johnny Manziel who's partying and getting drunk every single night and, you know, or a guy like Baker Mayfield that's uh, taking pictures with Tigers. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't that. care if Colin Kaepernick after the game makes a statement that's, about social... I mean, that's that, that my point. Nothing, the NFL should any, have had it already in place other that you have forum, to stand for the national anthem. Any it's, other it's forum... the NFL already Any other forum outside of the workplace right. is an appropriate forum for them to voice their concerns about social injustice. Any other forum outside of the workplace. However... When you are in the workplace, in a private workplace, and you are employed by somebody who does not want you to do that, you can't do that and expect really? no retribution. Why do you think the NBA players weren't sitting in protest? Because it's an NBA requirement that you stand for the national anthem. Well, like, like, it's, it's, uh, it's should really, we protest the it, NBA now? It just, because... it just comes down to the right forum 
for that protest. And that is not the right forum for that protest. Fans of the sport don't want to be bringing politics into the sport. They want to watch a game. They're not interested in having social messages delivered to them because then winner does it stand. What if they get out onto the field and the guy says, I'm not going to play. I'm just going to raise my arm in solidarity. Like, all right, so now there's no game. You know what I mean? Like, it, where does it end? Where do you draw the line in terms of when a social I mean, uh, yeah, protest I, message I, I know, and is, it's close. is and delivered? It, it, it reminds me almost about the argument with the Confederate flag where it's like, well, this is our heritage. Yeah, but it's a symbol of racism, of racism. So when Kaepernick is saying, all right, well, I want to kneel in protest. And it's like, OK, well, that that was good. But really what it's doing is it's offending all of the people who have fought for our country. Because you're doing it during the national anthem. I'm not anthem, sure it's offending the... all of them. It's offending a group of them. Okay. okay. It's, offe- it's offending right. certain people, all, and it's, it's also offending, offending a large group of Americans. And it's also offending people that have never given anything for the country that just want to be offended because they don't like Colin Kaepernick. But again, my point is this: you cannot make social protests at the workplace. Anybody else that works for any other company, if they decided to make their workplace the the center of their social protest against anything, whether it's parking tickets are too high or the rent is too damn high whatever it is that you don't think is right with the world you can't bring that to your workplace and make that the center of that protest you will be fired yeah, anyone like, else in like america a host that shows fired. up with a uh, you know like a Gaddafi t-shirt right it's like all right sorry or, <laughs> goodbye right sorry, or, goodbye. or like a sharia law t-shirt <laughs> yeah, or something right exactly. like yeah, no, this is not the forum for yeah, that. Yeah, don't go co- uh, host Quizzo with a Hitler stash. Right. I'm going to be right, you're angry fired. about that. That's you're fired. Be, yeah, right. it's, 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 don't show up wearing a swastika <laughs> sure, on your arm. Sure. I mean, where, right, you're where, fired. Where do we, right. Right, so the, the point is, like, yes, you are allowed to hang the Confederate flag, but if you wear a T-shirt with the Confederate flag as the host of my show, you're out. I'm firing you. I don't right. want that anywhere near. I want a neutral. Right. You know, so every employer has the right to say, take your protests outside of the workplace and do whatever you want. And it's not like Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a forum outside no, of kneeling Twitter. for the national. He could use Twitter. He, he go could... hold a press conference every single day after your game is over and do it and then complain about it. But really, what's a shame is into be, the game. because it, it just gets so muddied because really you're you're right that the stance he's he's making is for a, a very good cause that's what drives me getting, crazy yeah, is because now that got message, lost in this message message is and, becoming lost and it's also allowing the people who should be addressing that message on the opposite side who may be helping uh, those inequalities exist it's allowing them an out it's allowing them to say that that isn't even the message the issue is this guy disrespecting us and that's what's ridiculous about it. So if he had chosen a more appropriate forum for this message, I think everybody would be in a better situation and then a lot more can be done to actually deal with social injustice. Now, I understand people will say, well, this is the most uh, visual forum for him to have, right? You know, this is the, the attention of the world on him. So he has a right to do that, to draw attention to the issue. And again, my point is he is in a private workplace, he can do it, and then he can see what happens, which is he will not get another job. Simple. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that's Well, I'm I... sure at the time that he was doing it, I'm not sure that he thought he would not get another job. But he does have a job. He's now the spokesman for the Just Do, do It campaign, which shocks me. I'm surprised Nike the, would get their get themselves involved in this that whole thing. But... Could, well, no. I mean, you know the old uh, any, saying. Any, 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 yeah, because. Uh, I, I <laughs> any mean, press is good press? Is that's that... absolutely correct. If you think of who Nike's base is, it's not like hardcore Republicans. I don't know. I see a guy 
face who's in a lawsuit and just do it, and it's like makes me laugh. Well, what bothers me is that I don't think he's sacrificed everything. I think if you want to talk about the guys that were looking at he sacrificed the it after Normandy well, after a couple of seasons in the league and not working on the playbook and learning how to throw a touch pass and not like he came into the league. I thought he was going to be an unstoppable yeah, force. He, he won a Super Bowl. He looked like a defensive end that could throw the football. I mean, the guy was an absolute beast, and then he. No, he got skinny. He stopped hitting the gym. He didn't get better with the playbook. He didn't learn a new system. I mean, so you know, he was taking pictures of his sneakers. He was. Well, he also did things that to me are very offensive, which is wear socks that have police depicted as pigs. Because again, that is categorizing everybody in a group as all the bad apples. Like there's yeah, my, that my, alone could get you fired. Sure, and my my theory has always been alone, with race. My theory with race has always been there's heroes and villains in every single group. Doesn't matter what group you take. You can have any minority group, any majority group on the planet. There's going to be good people and bad people out of that group. So once you start saying all of these people are this or all of those people are this, that is the definition of racism. So if you're going to say all cops are pigs, that to me is being incredibly narrow-minded. Now, are there bad cops? Yes. Are there lots of good cops? Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean... So, I, I mean, that's, we're that's... we're still functioning as a society. If every one of these police officers was completely uh, corrupt... Uh, and really, be... I mean, just to uh, end it uh, in a minute, but, you know, I think that these cops that are shooting unarmed black men should be prosecuted. Sure. And there There's should no be question. some... And I'd be angry, too, And, and there should be heightened training, getting, and there should uh, be a lot of, yeah. of focus done on social... Uh, on these social But it doesn't issues. mean that all cops Which are... are bad. I mean, we're talking about less than 1% of 1% of 1%. I mean, you're, you're talking about a very Whatever few... it is, I don't know what the statistics are, but oh, that's my it's point. It's very ever, small. You should very, never very paint small. any group with a broad brush like that, and I think that alone is very, very offensive, because... You know, it's it, it just isn't that simple. There's good people and bad people in every single group. It doesn't matter what religion, what race, what sexuality, anything. You'll find good and bad people in every group. I would argue you can find good and bad in most people. Yeah, so. well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, Individual yeah. people might have good. <laughs> That's an excellent point. All right, let's do some real trivia because, uh, God, I have like five unbelievable questions to ask you in the world of sports trivia today. But I'm going to start you off with this one. Maybe my favorite nickname ever for a minor league sports team, or one that I just could not even believe exists, but it will next year. What nickname for a raccoon will Madison, Alabama minor league baseball team Rocket City use as their official team name? Uh, <laughs> what? You ready? What nickname for a raccoon? Yeah, I got will right. Madison, Alabama minor league's baseball team Rocket City use as their official team name next year. So they're moving. The team is moving. I forgot where they are now. Uh, I think uh, Alabama, somewhere in Huntsville or something like that. And they're moving to Madison, and they're rebranding their team name to this. And I was like, this can't be real. They can't really be doing this. And then I looked it up, and I found the logo and everything. A nickname for a raccoon? Oh, yeah. I'm not going to say it. Oh, no, no. It's not, it's not, it's not racially offensive. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it is something that if you hear if you hear a southerner say that? it cracks you up. And I've heard southerners refer to these before this way. All right. Hmm. I I don't think I know. The Rocket City Trash Pandas. Oh yeah, okay. The Trash Pandas. There you My go. new favorite they minor do league like panda team. bears a little bit. Well, the, literally and, their logo is the tail the of a raccoon. And everything else is buried in the garbage. Oh, that's so, their logo? Uh, right. 
but I mean, yeah. I know you have to come up with like very unique names to draw minor league, you know, to yeah. get attention. But the trash pandas, literally, how hard is that for fans to insult you? You're from North Alabama and you're the trash pandas. I mean, that is the most North Alabama thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I guess we'll see. You think people will get that? Not at all. No. Okay. Well, good to know. Won't go in the easy section then. All right. Fire back at me, and then I've got God, uh, at least, geez, I have at least four more i got to get to. Okay. Uh, name one of the three women that have won a Grand Slam this year in tennis. Name any one of no, the three can't women. Do it, can't do it, because I know it's not Serena. And, right, because we're going to get four different for this year, so none of these three are left in the I U.S. I, Open. I, I, I and, can't name any of them. Isn't it crazy Yeah, how far tennis has fallen? I remember I how great one. it used to be. Can't name tennis. a single one. Well, the one, the one you will remember, Caroline Wozniak. No, wouldn't have gotten that. All right. I know Steve Wozniak, and he doesn't look like a tennis player to me. He looked uh, like a Simone Halep. Player. Nope. Never heard the name. Uh, somebody Russian coming. And Kerber. Oh, oh still. Nope. But Serena is dominating in the U.S. Open. So. Yes. Hopefully it's Serena, because that would have been an answer I could have given you. All right. Uh, question for you. What NFL franchise will see eight Former starters start the 2018 season as NFL backups. And one more time. What NFL franchise will see eight former starters at quarterback start the 2018 season as NFL backups? All right, so this one team has had eight starters. Eight starters that that are now now backups? That are now backups in the NFL. Oh, my gosh. What a number. I couldn't even believe it. It could be as high as ten by the time the season. But former starters, things. yeah. I, I just can't even wrap my head around that number. It's so it's such a big number. It, who's had eight starters? The Browns. Yes, yes, you got it right. It's isn't that who else could be that bad to have eight different starters? Go look around the league. All of the Browns, all their QBs old starters are backing are up everywhere. Yeah, Cody Kessler back up I've in got Jacksonville. One. I got Deshaun Kaiser. You got Deshaun Kaiser yeah. in Green Bay. You got Brian Hoyer in New England. I got the worst one ever. Right. It's <laughs> literally. But that guy eight, set football back at eight of them. Isn't that absolutely years. freaking incredible? That's unbelievable. And there really should be nine. Is Brandon Whedon in, in Brandon Whedon's a backup. Yeah. Colt McCoy? Colt is McCoy's backup? a backup in Washington. You can start, <laughs> I'm telling you. Start going down the list. Josh McCown's the backup in the Jets. The Jets, yeah, you got one. Yeah, I got one too. We all got a Browns backup. Um, and th- what's even more incredible is it should at least be nine because Does Derek, RG3 count? Yeah, he counts. Because he started a game, right? He started a game. Yeah. And but, but that's why I said it should be ten because RG3 is not on the list. Oh, he should definitely be on the list. Yeah, but he's the third string. No, I actually think they might have moved him to the second string and Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you're not going to let Lamar Jackson play. But uh, And then also Derek Anderson just retired. So he was Carolina's oh backup. Oh, that guy just retired. Yeah, he was Carolina's backup for the last six I years. I don't think I was married when that guy last played in a... He's been Cam Newton's backup since Cam oh, Newton so was that, a rookie. Oh, so that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just there's nothing but Browns all over the NFL. Former Cleveland Browns starters all over the NFL. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is... It's crazy. Yeah, I read that number. I was like, that's not possible. <laughs> and then possible. I started looking at the list, and I was like, because the, the ones that I hadn't thought of are like Cody Kessler. I forgot he was traded to Jacksonville. He's their, their backup now to okay. Portals. You know, I forgot about I forgot Deshaun about Kaiser. I for, you know, you start forgetting about these other ones that are floating around the league, but there's just tons of them. Just tons of them. Boy, that could be like a number 10 for the riddle or something. <laughs> it's just so it's, it's, it's hard, it's but so man, good. that is a good one. 
Yeah. All right. What do you got? Uh, let's see. Do you know the name of David Beckham's new MLS team? Inter Miami is essentially what it's uh, the abbreviation. Boy, this guy's got to come up with a, with a shorter name. What, well, you got the in, full name? International de Football Club Miami, right? <laughs> That's too too much. Somebody's got a great list that says uh, you've almost got them all. Uh, uh, (laughs) Every name. Well, it was it was addressed to the commissioner, Don Garber, and uh, who, by the way, people accuse him of uh, mafia like tactics. It doesn't help you when your username on Twitter is the soccer Don. <laughs> Don Carver, though, got you. The yeah, I, I get Don. it, but I like, it. I get it. But, That's funny. You know, <laughs> funny. I thought it was funny too, except the fact that you actually act like a mafia, so that's kind of yeah. not funny. Um, so somebody's like, uh, you, MLS almost has them all covered, and it's like United, Czech, Inter, Czech, uh, Atletico is like one yeah, of the it's, ones it's left. Inter and, Milan. Right, in, it, but Club, Which is Club a... International de Football Milan is the official name. And there's a couple of inters. Yeah, but they the were world. saying that the the name is in reference to the Spanish population in International de Club Football. Yes. My point is, it's Spanish, not Italian. Yeah, I understand. So they didn't even get it right. But there's but there's an inter in South America. There's an internet club international in South America too. But that's oh, not, that's come not on. the point. The that re- is not the, the reason one that everybody why knows. They, the reason why they chose it is because all of the other Miami names are taken. There already FC, is a Miami FC, a City. Miami United, a Miami City. They're already those teams already exist. They're playing. So instead of coming up with something original, he we'll just, just botch the whole thing. Let's let's. <laughs> it, well, they're going to be Inter Miami, but it's such a knockoff. I mean, MLS is literally becoming just like you oh, know, just like we, we have Sporting, we have Sporting KC, which yep. is you know. So we've just basically stolen all of these European things instead of coming up with original names ourselves. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, USL does the opposite, and they go with like minor league, you know, branding. Uh, yeah, River, with, the River Hounds, yep. and stuff like that. So, it's it's hard to know what to. <laughs> I'm I'm happy with Atlantic City Football Club, Atlantic City FC. I think it simple makes sense. Yep. But just in case you're curious, we own all of the other offshoot domains. <laughs> so, like, if you want Sporting AC or Inter AC or any of those, like, we got those too. So you're not coming for those. Um. Okay, so this is a good one for you. Uh, I have a feeling you'll get this. Uh, the savvy, the savvy sports fan will get this, but uh, okay. Not, I like to concern myself. Not as savvy. yes, you are. Which pitcher won Game One of the 1918 World Series for the Boston Red Sox, extending his streak of 22 scoreless innings in World Series starts? And give it to me one more time. Which pitcher won Game One of the 1918 World Series for the Boston Red Sox, extending his streak of 22 scoreless innings in World Series starts? Cy Young? Babe Ruth. Ah, oh, jeez. The game one winner of the last time before the Curse of the Bambino hit. Red Sox, remember their last World Series was 1918. Yep. Babe Ruth was the start opening day, or the game one starter. And he beat the Cubs. That's who they beat in 1918. 22 uh, scoreless inning. People don't talk about what kind of insanely dominant pitcher he was. But he was an insanely dominant pitcher. Jeez. I'm trying to. I'm mad at myself that I got that wrong, but I'm I'm wondering if I'm play for the Sox. Oh yeah, I don't know a lot about his career. I I always picture him with Detroit, right? No, he was in Boston. Cy Young, the whole his whole career. I'm gonna. I just looked it up. I'm gonna give it to you now. 
No, Cle- uh, Cleveland. He was with Cleveland from St. 1890 yeah. to 1898. St. Louis for two years, but he was with Boston from 1901 to 1908. Yep, and then he, he retired he, in 1911. So I, that's, and then he was that's back with Cleveland it. at the end of his career because he spent 1909. I knew 1910. he was on the border that's the, of. See, but see, that Cy Young card. Right, you know that famous. I oh, know that's a Honus Wagner card. Yeah, that's yeah, a Honus okay. Wagner. That's why I'm thinking Detroit. I think yeah. he might have been with. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So, uh, but it was just before Babe Ruth. Just before Babe Ruth. Little, uh, yeah, a little late for Cy Young there. Absolutely. Um, that's all right. It seemed early for Ruth. 1918. Well, Curse of the Bambino. That's literally. Uh, yeah, I didn't they realize he was in 1919. I thought he was in the 20. I, I didn't. I didn't. I just didn't have him in the. I didn't have him in the uh, in the teens there. God, there's so much more I still have that I haven't asked. I don't know what to do. I got one for you. All right, here. Go ahead. Who has the most receiving yards in a season, NFL season, and scored three or fewer touchdowns? Ooh. Who has had the most receiving yards in a season while scoring three or fewer touchdowns? Wow, what a great question. All of my guesses are just immediately thrown out the door. I'm going to say Jerry Rice. All right, the reason I came up with this is because he was falling in fantasy drafts this year. And I'm like, how is this guy going so late after having 88 catches and 1,400-plus yards? But he only scored three touchdowns last season. Who had 88 catches. Demarius, or, or um, I mean, uh, the Houston Tech... Uh... Hopkins? No, he wasn't falling. He was going in the first round. Okay, so this guy was 88 catches and 1,400 yards. But only, but only three touchdowns last Mike year. Mike Evans? Julio Jones. Really? He only scored three touchdowns last year. Well, that's why. That's why he's falling. Yeah, but he's still giving you nine for 160. He just can't get in the end zone. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, His quarterback keeps overthrowing him. That's, that's, I never would have gotten that, but that's pretty incredible. All right, uh, who has the highest passer rating in NFL history with a minimum of 2,500 attempts? What quarterback has the highest passer rating in NFL history with a minimum of 2,500 attempts? All right, so 2,500 attempts is not that much. No, but it takes out all of the rookies, BS guys. Like, that, like, like, like it's only... not Deshaun Watson. Right, 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 right. All right. Uh, let's see. I know what I know what this answer was, and I know what this answer was after this guy, but I don't know if... It's still that high because the last three seasons haven't been that great. Just, just I'll, I'll talk you through my thought process here. So, ten years ago, the answer to this question was Steve Young. I think he's number four. All right. In the last ten years, Steve Young was passed by Aaron Rodgers, and it's Aaron wa- Rodgers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has the highest passer rating in NFL history. Okay. I, I, I'm glad to see that. I, I hope it continues because we're about three seasons of like. Mm. He's the best quarterback in the NFL, so it's hard to complain. But he used to be far and away the best quarterback in the NFL, and I'm just excited to see. If I think that's there was a difference the between case. far and away the best quarterback in fantasy and far and away the best quarterback in the NFL. I think he's still the best quarterback in the NFL, but I think in fantasy he's gone down a lot because a he's always overdrafted, and b he's not healthy uh, nearly as much anymore. You do have a consistent fear of that guy getting hurt. Yeah, I, why is that? Because I don't. And it's like I got Eagles fans like giving me crap about him getting hurt. Dude, you you got a guy who's been in the league for two years. You already missed the season. Oh, I know. I'd, I'd, I'd feel I that way about him too. It's because he's missed two seasons. 
Yeah, but he was back last year before the end of the season. Yeah, it's because our backup was he would have been ready for the playoffs. I know. He missed once. He's missed one season essentially. I know. I, we couldn't get him enough wins. I, I don't disagree with to, it to, to get into the playoffs last year. But he was he was ready to go by the end of the season. Wentz hasn't taken a snap since uh, what November, right? Yep. All right, so, I'm gonna save. I could save a couple of these for next week's podcast because I have just too much sports, but I don't want to give too much away in one podcast. So let's move on to geography history. Oh, no, no, no. I have to ask you this question. I have to ask you this question. I can't get out of this. Without okay, Because it's about the season's about to start. So as of the first week of the 2018 NFL season, who has scored more points all time against their opponent head-to-head? The Bears, the Packers, or the same total? And so, one more time. So in every matchup between the Bears and the Packers. which is Every the, matchup. With 100 matchups. 196. <laughs> 100 years. Right. You, but you've played 196 times against them. That's more than I would Who have has guessed. more total points against the opponent? The Bears, the Packers, or exactly the same amount? I'm going to say they scored exactly the same exactly amount. Exactly. <laughs> 3,377 points each. That's how close that so rivalry is. So we're playing is. for su- supremacy on a- Sunday night. On points. On points. That's why I had yeah. to ask it now because <laughs> it's, great. it's, it's, it's great. So whoever wins Sunday night it will have more points yeah. than the opposing. And a tie is a loss. I'll tell you that much <laughs> right. for hosting that game. And it's funny because one of the things that I love about being a Brewers fan is how much I hate the Cubs. So while I don't feel the rivalry from your standpoint in terms of the Bears Packers, I hate Chicago yeah, I don't hate fans. The, I don't hate the Bears. It's it's so weird. I I like the teams in my other div- it, It's so hard to explain because I like I literally hate everybody in the National League East. Yeah. With a passion. Yeah. But there's some kind of NFC North pride that I root for those guys. Yeah, like, I don't as soon feel as that way I'm at all. out of Yeah, you you hate the Dolphins, I, I hate, hate the Patriots, yeah. I hate every team. I hate I your hate- division more than I hate mine. But I hate there's something every about team football with a vehement passion. Where I, I and you can at least relate to this. Down the stretch, weeks 14, 15, 16, 17, okay, mm-hmm. when your team, and, and most of us are trying fighting for the playoffs, right? Sure. How often am I rooting for the Bears to beat the Lions or the Lions to beat the Vikings? Constantly. The, so you're constantly rooting for these teams. So unlike in baseball, it changes every where year. I don't have that. And it never well, happens. You're never like, well, sometimes it does. Like there's, there's The other difference, too, is the Packers have kind of dominated for a while. Since you've been a yeah. fan, it's yeah, been so very one-sided. I don't have that hate. I'm sure the Vikings fans and the Bears fans When hate, I hear Packer us. fans talk, it's basically like, hey, Chicago, you're holding on to 1985 like it was yesterday. Get over yourself. You haven't been good in a million years. Stop acting like you, you're relevant. Yeah. Yeah. And we did get them in the NFC title game, our last Super Bowl. It's the only time you guys ever met in the NFC title game, right? Uh, yeah, I would, uh, I would have to say yes to that. Yeah, so that's crazy. But meanwhile, uh, I hate the Giants. I hate the Cowboys. Oh, I could start going the, down the laundry list of teams <laughs> I hate in the NFL. There's really only a couple teams I like. I, I yeah, And it's all the losers. The teams that I like in the NFL, besides the Packers, who are my favorite team outside of the Jets, the Browns and the Bengals are the two teams that I like. Really? Yeah, because oh. they're. I don't care about them at all. You know why? I always want them to be worse than me. It's it's we it's a weird thing. That's like the same. It's like I can sympathize with them. Yeah, the NFL changes so much yearly. I, I don't hold on to much. I mean, I hate the Patriots, the Cowboys, and the Giants. Hate those teams too. I, I don't hate the Giants anymore. And then I go through, like, I, I hated the Niners forever. But, like, now they got Jimmy G. Eh, you know. Yeah, I don't I don't hate. Um... I hated the Seahawks forever. Then I started to like them with the Legion of Boom because I love secondaries. Sure. You yeah. know, so it goes, goes back and forth. Uh, all right, let's move on to geography history. Um, you want to start me off with one? I got a couple of good ones here. 
Yeah. Um, let's see. Do you know what the largest enclosed body of water in the world is? Lake Baikal? Not so. Deepest. Not so deepest. Close. You're close. In the same part of the world. <sighs> the largest enclosed body of water in the world. Nah, give it to me. I know what it is, but I can't I can't get it out. It's uh Prince. Prince? Albert. That's no, a song. Purple Rain? <laughs> Caspian. Prince Oh, the Caspian Sea. The Caspian there you sea. go. Prince you're giving me a fish reference and <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there, we, we were talking about Prince. Like Raspberry Beret? Is there Raspberry Beret Lake? Yeah, the Caspian Sea. There you go. That is really close to Lake Baikal. I should have damn. That was that's something that I didn't uh It's actually a lake. It's misnamed. Yeah, and that's why a sea. a sea is not an enclosed body of water. Right. It should be called Caspian, Caspian lake. lake. Lake Caspian. But it's misnamed, and that's why people don't think of it as being the largest enclosed. I would think Lake Superior would be the guess. No, I knew it wasn't in the United States. I've read that somewhere, or I've seen that list somewhere. Yeah, you were in the right part of the world. So. I, I forgot Lake Baikal, though. The largest is the deepest. Is the deepest lake? Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Deepest um, lake of the world. Which population is bigger, the city of Denver, Colorado, or the state of Wyoming? I my guess is it's not even close that it's Denver. It's very close. Either way. I'm, okay. not, I'm not telling you one way or yeah, another. Yeah, I'm definitely going Denver. It is. Okay. Denver. Yep. It's about 100,000 more. Than okay. The, the I would think Denver would have almost a million people. Alexa, what's the population of Denver, Colorado? It's going to be a million. 600,000. Seven hundred forty thousand in Wyoming. I think is like five hundred ninety thousand. Do they have that many? Yeah. I had them. Alexa, in the what's the population of Wyoming? This is where we bring our outside participation in. Alexa, what is the population of Wyoming? So there you go. Yeah. Five hundred eighty thousand. Right. Right. Close. It is. Yeah, I would have had them at. Probably four fifty for Wyoming. I had and then a, the nine hundred. I had a question. For, for um, I revised it after looking at how different. How does Denver stuff? only have seven hundred thousand people? Yeah. About how, what a great city to not have. And there's like nothing around there. Like you would think f- about you, five million people in all of Colorado. Um, wow. But what's so? This was interesting. I I took this out because I thought it was too obvious. The way I was asking it led you to say, "Of course, it's going to be this." But did you know New York City? has a higher combined population than, like, listen to the number of states that I can give you where their population does not exceed New York City. It's absolutely... Oh, oh, I would think there's, I mean... But when I... I I would think there's only, what, 15 or so states that... Yeah, but I'm saying... Have more than New York City. No, I'm saying combined. I'm saying you start adding these combined, and it's oh, you can combine right. The number is absolutely ridiculous. How many states I was able to list combined that New York City is uh, okay. Ready? New York City has more people than Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, and New Mexico combined. Wow! Think about how big that area is, and all of the population. It's less. Than who's living in a thirty-mile radius outside of Manhattan? Yeah, that's crazy, nuts. So, All right, I got one for you here. Okay, I, I don't know how this question is going to land. I, I'm going to ask. It's kind of tough. I maybe you could think it out, 
but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Five of the ten counties in the United States unemployment rate are all in what state? Five of the ten counties in the U.S. with the highest unemployment rate are all in what state? So, so it's either Southern or it's California. So, I mean, if it's a Southern state, then I don't know which one because it could be any one of the states that I. This is why I'm having trouble with this question of how, of how to of how to do this question because I, I just I think it's interesting, so I wanted to get it out there. My first thought would be California. It's not California, even though there are a good amount in California. And your guess with the South is. It's it's a good guess because like Kentucky has a county and each each one of them sort of has, but this state has a different reason altogether for being in this position. And I wasn't sure if you nah. could get there. It's Alaska. Oh yeah, not a lot of jobs. Not a lot of jobs I, in Alaska. I would have thought and, the opposite of that. I would have thought that there's like so few people that whatever there is to do, they're probably begging. I mean, northern exposure, you know. You got to find a doctor. I think the reality of Alaska is the people that live there get money, right? So they don't want to work for living in there. So they they probably get enough of a wage that they don't have to work, and the conditions are so rough, it's probably hard to find jobs. But Oof. I don't know. I don't know how to get that question in there. Um, there there's a way to do it. Um, all right, let's move on to entertainment. Final round of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Um, couple of these I, I hit uh, last week, so I don't need to do it again this week, but I do have a couple of good ones for you. Uh, I'll start you off with this. Olivia Newton-John was the female lead in the original Grease. Who was the female lead in Grease 2? Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. I've seen you. the original Grease a hundred times, and I've seen Grease 2 once. Yeah, it's unwatchable. <laughs> it's bad. It's even worse than bad. It's bad. It's unwatchable. I watched a five-minute condensed What's it, What does he have, like a motor? It's not a motor. Is it like a dirt bike? And he turned, like, that, that has wings and goes into the sky? It's just <laughs> no, the stupidest thing like, I've ever seen in my no, life. Like the, the motorcycle gang is the motorcycle gang, and then she st- this guy shows up, but he can't afford a motorcycle, so he buys like a dirt bike I, I, I don't even know. What to say. I don't know. It's just so horrible. Just yeah. so horrible. Um, God, what but, was that actor? Well, there's a five minute version of that movie on YouTube. I suggest you watch it. It'll just literally. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, nah, yeah, it's it'll it, make it, you it's, recognize what. I it, didn't even know there was a Grease two. Like, I know. Like, it was, and the craziest thing is, we released in 1978. It's not like it was like made in. No, like, it can't be. 78 was the original. It can't be 78. Or maybe, uh, the original was 78. Let's see. The year of our Lord, 1978. Was oh, 1982. Yeah, 1982. Yeah, 1982. Yeah, for Grease 2. 1982. Just, yeah, go watch the, the Grease 2 trailer. You don't even need to watch anything else. Just the, or there's a YouTube thing with Grease 2 movie clips, and it's got eight of them, and it'll tell you everything you need to know about how bad that was. Almost the worst uh, sequel ever made. Almost. But not. All right, here you go. I got a true or false for you in entertainment. Shoot. True or false? Bill Cosby's star has been removed from the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Is that true or false? Bill Cosby. So glad when you give me a lead-in question. That's fantastic. That's something I already have. Uh, I'm gonna go with false. False. Still there? It's still there. And what's funny is they've they have a whole committee in Hollywood trying to get rid of Trump's star. Oh yeah. Yet Cosby's star is still there. Nobody's even blinking an eye. <laughs> People are trying to. This guy is the worst serial rapist in American history. He's got a he's got a star. On the Walk of Fame. Donald Trump, eh, he sends nasty tweets or something, but uh, you're, you're, you're okay. starting a whole committee to get rid of his star? Come on. Come on. That, that dude is, I, look, 
I, I, I'm I'm done. I'm past the point of needing to defend uh, President uh, Trump. So uh, he doesn't offend me much as a reality TV star. He's like right in line with how I expect reality TV stars to be. No offense at all for him as a reality TV star. As the president of the United States, I'm highly offended about everything. Especially about the John McCain war hero comment. <laughs> yeah. I when mean, this guy was dodging the draft and he's he's saying that type of stuff. The only thing I can say is he did say that before he was elected. So He was saying when he was – but he was running for president. <laughs> he was running for president. That's when he said it. He said it at a campaign rally because yeah. he just shoots from the hip. He also liked McCain at one point. Yeah, so. I know. I, I heard the, the favorable things he said it was about Mc, him. You know, McCain – problem with Trump is if you say something bad about him – Oh, he okay. fires back. Oh, he for, just that's the thing. So thinking about he it. used to like McCain. McCain yeah. said something shitty about him, and so he it. said something shitty back. I mean, that's, just, that's your president, folks. It's, it's true. <laughs> if, you, if you talk nice about him, he th- oh, he'll about do you. it to the average person if you too. Record guy, him, uh, you know, when he doesn't know about it. He's getting any he's work done say because bad stuff all he's doing you. all day long is blocking celebrities from his Twitter account. That's all he does all day long. All right, so here we go. This is I have two more in the entertainment round. Uh, and this is uh, the follow-up because you just asked the uh, Cosby question. Former Cosby actor Jeffrey Owens, who played Elvin on the show, drew praise for his hard work at what retail outlet? Have you seen this at all? Yeah. Yeah, Elvin. Let's just say this guy's still like. acting. This yeah, guy's he's still, still acting. acting. He lives in Montclair. The rent's not cheap there. If you ever been to Montclair, New Jersey, it's a, you know, rent's not cheap. I was born there. I know you were. Uh, let's see. Uh, Elvin. Elvin. How the Mighty Have Fallen. I don't know if Elvin was ever, you would call him Mighty. No, he had a bit part on a show once. But I think somebody took a picture of him bagging groceries mm-hmm. at Trader Joe's <laughs> right. and, and, and job shamed, shamed him. him. Yep. Which is just. And now it launched uh, his career ter- again. Now, which now is good for him. And Nicki Minaj just gave him a $25,000 gift. Can but you is, imagine? Is this, oh, did, did yeah. she really? I mean, this is something. It, it, you got to teach your kids this too, people. If somebody is out there working, earning a living. Shut up. I mean, come on. Uh, who are you, you pretentious jackass? This guy is trying to pay his bills, yeah. and he's working a hard job. Like, who, yeah, who knows? Like, you have no idea. Maybe the no. guy's got free time. His kids went to school. What's right, the he just wants to do stuff. You know? Yeah. Driving for Uber or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. He's, he's it's trying to make drive, a living. The, the, guy who does, uh, the guy who did the, uh, you've got mail, right? He drives Uber. Nuh-uh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that absolutely. voice. That That's that the voice. guy with that voice. Drives Uber. <laughs> Those things don't make you famous. If you make a bad deal because you're happy to get a deal, if somebody says, hey, I'm going to pay you five grand for you to record, you've got mail. One time. Here's $5,000. We own the rights to that thing. Are you going to not take it? They'll get one of the next thousand people that will take the five grand. Does that five grand last you a lifetime because you said you've got mail? Or You know what I mean? Yeah, like, sure. You got you go out, go out and earn a living. Yeah, so. when people are working, leave them alone. Leave them alone. It was the most ridiculous thing in the world. The only thing that I could say and that's I mean, good about it. I work in an environment sometimes that can be combative. So I, I might have a little, like, you know, last night the Eagles game on. I'm oh. trying to host a game. I got some. I didn't come here to see you. Okay, well, I'm only here every Thursday. Right, you're uh, you not. Know? So uh, what am I supposed to do? Not work tonight on the off chance that you showed up to give me a hard time? You know, it's like, right. when people are working, let them work. Let them work. And don't job. There's no job that's uh, worth shaming. The worse the, the job working. is, be happy you're not doing it. Yeah, the guy's working. Yeah, so good for you, Jeffrey Owens. By the way, guess what? If he wasn't working, then we would be saying oh, Cosby Show guy living off of well, you know, living off of well, right, right, right. So the guy's out. Look there. what happened to Dawn Wells. Yeah, I mean, who would have thought? Marianne, yeah. she needs to go fund me to pay uh, for medical, medical bills right. because. 
She lost her money to bad investments in people. It happens. And, and my point is, Jeffrey Owens, if you want to host Quizzo Trivia, we pay better. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, <laughs> we pay, pay better, better than Trader Joe's. Than Trader so Joe's and it's less work. And you get a couple hours, I'll get you a show in Montclair. You'll be golden. Just don't host Philly on Thursday night when the Eagles are playing. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> You'll be wishing you were back at Trader Joe's. All right, I only got one more before we finish up today's podcast, so if you want to fire one away, yeah, I'll I give you this. Yep. So this is my last one? This is your last one. All right, we're already an hour one. and 15 minutes. I love this. I love this. Who did Mia Farrow marry that was 50 when she was 21? Woody Who? Allen? No. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Who did Mia Farrow marry that was 50 when she was Now let's just talk about the numbers here. Is that too big of an age gap? Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, I'm 40, right? Yeah. I'm a man. I'm 40. You can't okay? marry a 21-year-old. I was just at uh, Linwood Country Club. They had the Miss America sure. girls there. These the kids look like they're, they're like kids. Children. Children. Yeah, I can't date a Miss America. Candidate. How could you be 50? It, you know, but anyway. You're a pedophile. A very beloved, very beloved individual. He was 50, married Mia at 21. Uh, who is it? Nobody ever said a bad word about him. Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Old blue eyes. He's kind of one of those guys that... Get know, away with that. Yeah, I think you can. I think you can. It's just like... It's weird, man. There's only a handful that could. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. There's, like I said, there's only a handful that could. Who's like today's Frank Sinatra that like if something like that happened, you'd be... Justin Timberlake? Yeah, okay. If Justin Timberlake's 50 and he marries a 21-year-old, I don't see anybody batting an eye about it. Yeah. Clooney... So, Although Clooney went the other direction. He married, like, a really professional woman. Who yeah, Clooney, like, I don't think, could get away with it. No? No, Did I don't. put him in that category? Like, Leonardo could get away with it. Oh, you, you hit it, Leo. Yeah, Leo could get away yeah. with it. He could be 70. Yeah, you're right. Jack Nicholson is that kind of guy. Did Not you, anymore. Did you hear? At some point, yes. God, who was it on? Oh, Paul McCartney talked about he had dinner last week with no, Jack no, Nicholson. Don't tell me I haven't heard it yet. Uh, just one, one okay. line, though. Yeah. One line. He, he had dinner with Jack Nicholson at a Hamptons, you know, little small gathering. Jack Nicholson was hitting on Paul McCartney's, like, niece or something, or, like, okay. grandniece, who was, like, 20. And when he showed up at dinner, he goes, move aside, big balls sitting down. That's what That's Nicholson says. Yeah, so Nicholson. I'm using that too. <laughs> That's what I'm I got what was it? Biblical relations big, or relations yeah. in the biblical sense? That's right. And, and big balls over. sitting big down. Balls sitting down. <laughs> now that's the most Jack Nicholson line I've ever yeah, heard. That's right. great. All right, so I'm going to give you my last one. Uh, who was born Farouk Balsara in Stonetown, Zanzibar, before hitting it big in the United Kingdom? I know this. Yay, my man. Arguably the third best front man of all time. I, I would hard be hard pressed. Freddie Mercury was born it. in Zanzibar, shooting stars. Farouk Bolsara. That is Freddie yep. Mercury's real name. That shows you people that if you were born with the name Farouk Bolsara, you can be anything you want to be. You <laughs> could get Freddie rid of that name. Freaking Mercury. <laughs> come up with a different name altogether, move to the UK, and then you're like, where are you from again? Zanzibar, man. Zanzibar. I don't even know where that is. <laughs> it's off the coast of Africa. <laughs> I know. I'm joking. <laughs> but seriously, it better be, right? Yeah. All right. That is it for the Quizzo Trivia Podcast, episode 74. Are we can do anything special for episode 75 next week, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. We'll find out. All right. Have a good one, guys. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information.
our werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand Walking through the streets of Soho in the rain He was looking for the place called Lee Ho Fooks Gonna get a big dish of beef chow mein You better not let him in Little old lady got mutilated late last night Werewolves of London again Gent who ran a muffin kent. Lately he's been overheard in Mayfair. You better stay away from him. You'll rip your lungs out, Jim. I'd like to meet his tailor. Trader Vicks. His hair was perfect. 